0: Good morning, you're listening to Caregiver Crossing, podcast brought to you by Joy's House. We are really happy that you're here. Um, caregiver Crossing, in case you don't know, is a podcast that's created just for you, the caregiver. I'm Tina McIntosh.
1: As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career? Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Thought about podcasting. The All Indiana Podcast Network can help you create, produce, and distribute your podcast for businesses, churches, organizations, or just for fun. Get the details when you email contact at all I'm Terry Stacy, and we're here every single week with experts from across the country providing hopefully a lot of comfort and some resources and joy to our caregivers. This podcast really does serve to embrace family caregivers of today and tomorrow. And I too, thank you all so much for being here today.
0: Tina. All right. We are joined today by Kristen Phillips, who I want you to just hang on here, Terry, because there's a lot that Kristen does, but she is an AmeriCorps VISTA and she is a nutrition and dementia services coordinator at Sokoa, which is located here with us in Indianapolis. And today she's going to share with us some helpful activity tips and ideas and resources to help keep people with dementia active and engaged, which is so critical, especially as we're talking about all the folks who really get stuck in their own homes and with their own people during, um, during this time of, you know, the pandemic and, what better place to be. But it is a challenge sometimes for uh, what do you do with these folks. So before you start giving us all of the tips, I I would like, Kristen, for you to tell us just a little bit about the tip sheet that SACOA has put together, because those are really helpful.
2: Yeah. First off, thank you so much for allowing me to be here. really excited to talk about these tip sheets. Um, So these tip sheets that um, they're talking about, um, SACOA developed these um, new tip sheets between 2020 and 2021 with Uh, topics encompassing both nutrition and dementia. And the topics were actually chosen based on requests for information from caregivers when they called Sokoa. And so the topics that are included were the most popular requests and questions that Sokoa got. And um, so six of the sheets are nutrition focused. So they cover things like adaptive utensils, grocery shopping, healthy snacks and drink ideas, avoiding dehydration, incorporating, incorporating fruits and veggies and mealtime tips. Um, but the one that we're going to talk about today um, covers meaningful activities. And really the purpose of these tip sheets is to give caregivers practical information to help inform the care that they provide for their loved one with dementia. And the
1: activities, extremely important, we know. And talk yes. about the benefits they can offer those that are living with dementia and for their caregivers too.
2: Yes. So when we think about, well, why is it important to think about activities and just uh, daily things that you do outside of like personal care and meals? Well, all of us want to find meaning and purpose in our day-to-day activities that we do. And before we hit retirement age, um, a lot of us find purpose in our jobs, raising families, um, other involvements that, you know, we do. Um, But as we age, that desire for meaning and purpose does not go away at all. And those living with dementia still long for purpose in the things that they do. Uh, They want to feel helpful and productive and engaged with day-to-day activities. So meaningful activities, those things that uh, foster a sense of productivity, um, can provide that sense of helpfulness for your loved one uh, living with dementia.
0: So you talk about meaningful activities. And Kristen, give us just an example of what is a meaningful activity.
2: So um, they really are personalized for each person because you think about their interests and what they've always enjoyed and what brings them meaning. Um, so someone who has really enjoyed housework and has you know uh, raised a family and has always taken a lot of pride in, in their home, that meaningful activity might be sweeping or dusting or helping out with household chores. Um, for another person who enjoys cooking, it might be Baking cookies or putting together a fruit salad. And for someone who enjoyed uh, woodworking or building things, um, that meaningful activity might be, um, you know, building um, or sanding a table uh, to help restore just a small little table that you get from a thrift store. And it's just those personalized things that really play off of their interests. Those are meaningful activities. I think sometimes,
0: you know, when <clears throat> when people think about planning and and the impact in someone's life harder than it needs to be. Um, And it is perception has something to do with it too, Kristen. I I run an adult day service here in town. And um, years ago, we had a gal that came to visit with us every single day and she used to work in a hotel. She loved to fold towels. And so when she came to Joy's house, we had a basket waiting for her and she would fold the towels. Now, because of her dementia, she would do that several times throughout the day, which was great. It fulfilled her. And I remember we had somebody come through who had no experience with dementia and they were really upset with us. They felt as if we were using her and we had to explain now that is part of what fills her soul. And so I think that's important. There's also the idea of failure free activities. I know Terry and I would both like to live in a failure free world. So can you explain what that means when we're talking about activities with a loved
2: one? Yeah. So making an activity failure free uh, means that there is focus on the enjoyment of the activity itself and not the end result. So going back to housework, for example, um, you know, maybe your loved one finds um, fulfillment in helping to sweep the floor and that's something they enjoy. Um, Well, the sweeping might not be done as well as the caregiver might do. And maybe even that floor needs to be swept again later that day because there were still some things on the floor, but that end result is not the purpose. Um, that was a meaningful activity. That was a meaningful task to that person, even if things were still left on the floor. And that's what it means to make it failure free. That's not criticizing uh, the end product. It really is focus on the enjoyment and in the moment, that productivity. Let's talk about, we don't have a whole lot of time, but let's talk about caregiver
1: stress because they're already stressed. And now, uh, you know, maybe some activity tips that you can share that will help to reduce caregiver stress.
2: Yeah, um, I think one of the best ones I can give is to pick an activity that you both enjoy. Um, look for something that can be done together. And this can create that sense of connection and shared purpose um, between the two of you. It doesn't always have to be you and them doing your own separate things because that can just feel overwhelming. Um, So something like baking cookies, like I think I mentioned earlier, or going for a walk, um, doing something that has that shared purpose behind it um, can relieve some of that stress because you're doing it together. It's fostering that sense of connection.
1: Before we let you go, um, you know, what tips would you give a caregiver whose loved one dislikes or wants to quit a planned activity? I've dealt with this. And Hold on. Have...
0: Say that question again, Terry, because, I mean, okay. everybody who has been a caregiver is going, uh, yeah, please tell me.
1: Yeah, there are. there. Give us a little tip if you can for all of us whose loved one actually dislikes or wants to quit a planned activity. They start liking it, they're enjoying it for a minute, and then all of a sudden they don't want to do this and they don't want to do that.
2: Yeah, so that can feel very discouraging when a loved one declines an activity or expresses disinterest or just wants to quit. Um, And it may be confusing for the caregiver, especially if it's something that person has enjoyed time and time again. Um, But there you have to remember, there are many reasons why they might decline or quit. Um, It could be just the particular time of day. And we know that as the the day goes on, um, you know, sundowning can occur and some more Mm -hmm. agitation and confusion can occur. Um, There might be other disruptions to their routine or environment that are happening. And, you know, something that we may not notice, but they are noticing. Um, Or there might just be a preference change happening due to disease progression, um, which can happen. And so Remembering, first off, that um, if they want to quit, it does not mean that the caregiver has failed. That's, it's going to feel like failing or being a failure, but no, absolutely not, because there are multiple factors at play every single moment of every single day in your loved one's life. And so the caregiver, first off, should take heart in knowing that they're doing the best and providing that meaningful and purposeful activity, um, but it's just important to keep the plans fluid. So that adaptations can be made in the moment. Um, The caregiver should remember that their loved one refusing. Yeah, it's just not a sign of failure. And just keep those plans fluid. Think about, okay, this isn't working and that's okay. Let's move on and see if there's something else that we can engage with right now. And maybe come back to it later.
0: That's great advice, Kristen. And I, a lot of us need to hear that. We need permission to, you know, move something when it's taken us a lot of time to put together. So again, you're hearing Kristen Phillips, who is with, um, she's with the AmeriCorps VISTA program and nutrition and dementia services coordinator at CECOA. Last thing before, um, Terry wraps us up here for today's podcast is where can people get these tip sheets?
2: Yeah. So you can find these tip sheets online at CECOA.org. That's C-I-C-O-A dot org. Um, And if you look under the services, there is a senior nutrition tab. Um, Scroll down and there's a nutrition education section. And those tip sheets will be found on that page. You're terrific.
1: You are terrific.
2: I hope you'll come back and visit with us again,
1: Uh, Kristen Phillips. Thank you. And as we close the show, just remind all of you that you can contact Tina McIntosh for more information and a lot of resources to help you through this journey of caregiving. Contact her at tina at joyshouse.org. And a huge, huge thank you to our friends that support us, AARP, also our friends at American Village, a senior living community right here in Indianapolis, and Majestic Care, providing community-based skilled nursing throughout Indiana, Ohio, and Michigan.